Hello and welcome back to another episode of the NBA News Podcast. This is episode I have no idea what, because we haven't recorded one since last year. Can you believe it, Duncan? I can, actually. Yeah, this is Duncan White, who's right next to me. He is a man who is absolutely disappointed that he could not get a discounted Anthony Davis jersey in New Orleans. Very true, but I got a discounted Alvin Kamara jersey. That's all that matters. Oh, yes. We are the NFL News <laughs> Podcast now. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's been a while. Of course, I'm David Burnauer. You can follow me on Twitter at David of Burnauer and Duncan over there at Duncan underscore White 14. Correct. Yeah, I did it right. I almost said Duncan White underscore 14. Oh, boy. And of course, you can follow the podcast on Twitter at the underscore NBA News Pod. And for more day-to-day information, head on over to Instagram at the underscore NBA News. We have some former NBA players who follow us there, including Antoine Walker. We got uh, Kenny Anderson. I'm pretty sure Jan Mahimi follows us. No, I think he just liked the picture. And commented something once. J.J. Reddick. Yeah, J.J. Reddick commented on a picture almost five years ago, so that was pretty cool. Um, if you're a fan of the band Fun, um, Andrew Dost, keyboardist and other instruments, he follows us there too and will like a picture there occasionally. So, it was a pretty big night yesterday. We're just going to forget that the last four months ever happened and just go to more recently. It's kind of um, like nothing really happened, really. Not yeah, gonna lie. the NBA just kind of disappeared for a bit, and all of a sudden the records changed. People had different stats. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So last night, uh, Magic Johnson, much like when he announced that he had HIV, called a little press conference and <laughs> announced to the world that he would be stepping down as president of basketball operations for the Los Angeles Lakers after about two years on the job. Um, he said that he. Wanted pretty essentially, he wanted to congratulate players on Twitter for doing cool stuff without violating anti-tampering rules. Um, he started out the press conference crying, I guess, from what I read on Twitter, and Not then near the end of it, and then near the end of it was cheering and giddy with joy, yeah, and sure. happy to be gone. <laughs> he cried in like the middle of it, but it just it wasn't like too much, I'd say. Yeah, it was a, just like, oh man. All right. <laughs> um, he almost looked as shocked as we all were. Not gonna lie, <laughs> I watched a good thirty minutes of it until it got way too long for me. <laughs> and all I basically saw was just like he looked in shocked, but like he was just like, "Hey guys, I'm free. I get to yeah, s- congratulate Russell Westbrook now on a tri- uh, like averaging triple double. Yeah. <laughs> so I I get to now like go to." Final games like D Wade's final game and Dirk's <laughs> final game, and I'm just like, yeah, all right, cool, fantastic, sounds great, yay, sounds like the great life, all right, yeah. So it seems like he was uh, more interested in the role for the more fun parts, like making trades and signing people, and was not in it for the other 99% of the job. That's like scouting players, looking at cap sheets, yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he did not tell uh, Lakers owner Jeannie Buss ahead of time that this was something that was going to happen, um, but it was found out that she had given him, um, I can't think of the word. The power. Yes, the power. The power to fire Luke Walton during the middle of the season, and he did not do it, but Luke Walton is still expected to be fired tonight after the Lakers finish playing or tomorrow morning, unfortunately for him. According to Duncan, the training staff was also fired. Yes, the training staff was just fired. Uh, they're very upset with 
how the injuries have gone to the younger players, a.k.a. Lonzo Ball and Brandon Ingram, and at times Kyle Kuzma. Uh, Josh Hart's hurt too, isn't he? Yeah. It's just their training staff has not done a good job, I guess. Or it's just they're, they're picking very injury-prone guys in the draft. But I don't yeah. know. It just hasn't been good recently. So they fired the training staff, so I guess that's a start. Yeah, Magic Magic fired their – not Magic Johnson, but Orlando Magic. They fired their training staff last year after a horrible year and have a completely revamped training staff now, and there hasn't really been a whole lot of injuries. So hopefully for the Lakers they can find someone who actually knows what they're doing. Yeah, I agree. Um, so Jeannie Buss obviously now knows, and she uh, – Thank Magic Johnson for everything, and you know he kind of got them in a step forward. He got LeBron for them. Yeah, he got LeBron. But anything else after that, I'm gonna say it was a big fail. I yeah. I didn't agree with anything else besides yeah. maybe drafting Kuzma. Yeah, I guess so. But from what I heard in a YouTube video, um, I guess a uh, Jesse Bus, who was one of the brothers there. Yeah mostly does all the draft stuff so he was pretty much running the draft basically for the last two or so years since even, yeah. the family really took over from mitch kupchak even Woj has even tweeted out and said that magic johnson didn't do any of the scouting yeah. at all for the lakers he really wasn't around yeah. all the like time that was a thing last year like people were upset that magic johnson wasn't at any of the game yeah. scouting players yeah and what magic actually said though uh yesterday night was that he actually was in a meeting a three-hour meeting about the direction of the franchise with everybody there <laughs> Oof! and he was just like and he didn't bother to tell anyone then and he was thinking about <laughs> everything and it was just kind of like okay yeah and then later he had apparently had a conversation with lebron or something and again didn't say anything about and about him oh leaving because he wasn't really thinking about it until then he just made a decision just randomly last night so uh just shows basic dysfunction in the front office for the Lakers. The whole franchise. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I mean, when Woj, sorry, Pinar, but like when Willis sent out the tweet that Magic Johnson was going down, yeah, he included like he said something along the lines like, "What of an what an embarrassment for the Lakers organization." Yeah. Woj doesn't ever include his own personal opinions in tweets. That's very true. Him and Shams, all those two, but a lot of other writers and reporters do includes some sort of bias in their tweets like that but to have a guy of Woj's caliber do that you know it's bad oh yeah it's terrible like Woj just reports the news and that is it basically so so when you have just an insider that just reports the news come out and say yeah it's not good think you probably want to do some changes and starting now yeah just the basic changes now yeah so to recap, actually, before we recap Magic Johnson's uh, role in there, Rob Polinka, who is the GM and formerly Kobe Bryant's agent, will still be kept on as a general manager. And if he is uh, given more power, then he'll have that, but will not be given any less power than he currently has. So at least one guy is still there if, for whatever reason, you're a Lakers fan and like this front office. I mean, I think Rob Polinka has actually done a decent job, not going to lie, but I haven't heard anything spectacular either yeah. about him so at He's least a weird guy yeah i i don't ever hear from him that's kind of the weird thing 
So I'm just kind of like, all right, you have somebody there that could run everything at least. Like a month ago, I remember watching a video that was about two minutes long on Twitter about Rob Polinka doing press conferences and constantly making references to obscure books in relation to players that they just signed or traded for. Wow, all right. <laughs> and it, it was really weird. I'm sure it, it, had, like, it has no bearing on his ability as a GM, but he's just a weird-seeming guy. He seems like a weird guy. Not he looks kind of weird. Looks like an off-brand Rob Lowe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So. Enough re- about him. <laughs> yeah, to, to recap Magic Johnson's tenure as a front office executive for the Lakers, started off by trading D'Angelo Russell to the Brooklyn Nets, along with Timothy Mozgov, which was a good salary dump, for the 27th pick, was it? Uh, I think. I don't know. Late first rounder. Late first rounder, which became Kyle Kuzma, and with him came Brooke Lopez. So, started out as a good move, right? Seemed okay. They wanted to bring in Lonzo Ball to be the new point guard. So, you get D'Angelo Russell out of there because two-man point guard rotation isn't going to work. This season, though, D'Angelo Russell absolutely killing it in Brooklyn for them. Mm -hmm. First time All-Star this season. And is up there with Pascal Siakam for Most Improved Player Award. Maybe it'll be co-Most Improved. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know if that's actually... I guess it could be a thing. But he's killing it in Brooklyn. Brooke Lopez stays with the Lakers for a season. And it was really the first year that he started taking the three-point shot. So it wasn't great to start out. But you'd think with another year of development and stuff that it would only get better. And it has, as we've seen in Milwaukee, where he's pretty much become Clay Thompson, but in a center's body, yeah, draining threes left and right. And <laughs> well, also average in the top five in blocks per game. Yeah, he's been underrated honestly, on the defensive end this year. Not gonna lie. Yeah, it's just surprising because he doesn't seem like a big shot blocking type of guy. Yeah, and it doesn't like he doesn't get a lot of rebounds either. No. So it's just kind of like, what does he do for you? Yeah, he shoots a lot of threes. He's a good post up player if you need him to go down there. And yeah. his defense is actually kind of decent, and people just don't realize yeah. that. And he's on a bargain deal with the Bucks too at one year, three million dollars. So it's not like the Lakers couldn't have just resigned. Oh yeah, him. it was just a mid level exception. Yeah, or it was a biannual exception, but it was just very cheap. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> Sure, the Lakers can give $3 million to Brook yeah. Lopez just to keep him around. Yeah. So it didn't take an idiot to realize that Giannis needed a shooter like Brook Lopez around him. Yeah. So you'd think it would also not take an idiot <laughs> to realize that LeBron James also needs shooters around him. One of those guys could have been Brook Lopez. Instead, he did not keep Lopez and took, <laughs> in free agency, Rajon Rondo, noted non-shooter, Michael Beasley, noted non-shooter, Lance Stevenson, noted non-shooter, and JaVale McGee, a center, who can't shoot outside of five feet Yeah, to be with that team. And alongside LeBron, who can't shoot, you also have non-shooters Lonzo Ball and Brandon Ingram. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> so, problems for the Lakers that they created themselves, yeah. that Magic Johnson created by himself. And I'm even going to backtrack a little bit here. So we even we didn't even talk about the fact that he drafted Lonzo Ball that much. Before, oh yeah, actually I forgot to yeah. even mention drafting Lonzo Ball second overall. Yeah, before Tatum, over Jason Tatum, over another point guard in De'Aaron Fox, who looks fantastic. Yeah, who looks great in, in his second year with the Kings this year. Almost took him to a playoff spot. Yeah, and probably their most wins in what thirteen years, something like that. Yeah, but De'Aaron Fox is killing it right now, and it's exactly what the Lakers need. And He's in the wrong California team yeah. at the moment. And then you got guys, 
we got to talk about like Laurie Markkinen that was also drafted after Lonzo Ball. We got Donovan Mitchell drafted number 13 after Lonzo Ball. So you just look at all the guys picked after Lonzo, and you're, just, you're thinking to yourself, man, if we had those guys, yeah, hey, it would be a different be a lot story. Different. Yeah. Or even this, I didn't even think about this until now. What about the Anthony Davis trade? Maybe the, yeah. the Pelicans might actually take it if they yeah, had a deer and Fox. Too. And but, Magic Johnson also botched that too yeah. with the Anthony Davis trade, not just because of who he picked, but he clearly doesn't know how to negotiate with another team. Yeah, because the Pelicans just released the information immediately derailing the Lakers' yeah. locker room that's that, during the season. Yeah, because if you look at those trades, like it's not crazy to think that you know the Pelicans would accept one of those trades. Oh, yeah. That oh, was yeah. leaked and proposed to them. Oh, yeah. But because the Pelicans had all the leverage yeah. in the situation, They're which like, well, Magic Johnson clearly didn't understand that at all, so you should have lowballed the Pelicans first, but he gave basically six players saying, like, hey, we'll give you all these guys Yeah, we'll now. give you our entire future. Now. Take it. And the Pelicans like, nah, we're just going to wait. Nah. Because you don't have a Jason Tatum yeah, to give Yeah, we'll us. trade him to the Celtics in the offseason. Yeah. It's, it's, it's as simple as that. So what did Magic Johnson do? He did some trades that... Yeah. Probably didn't really do anything for the franchise at all. So, what he, so the two trades he makes at the deadline instead are Ivica Zubats to the Clippers for Mike Muscala. Yeah. Now, this trade was so bad, in fact, that the Clippers front office laughed at the Lakers after making the trade for how stupid they were. Oh, yeah. And it's really weird considering their lack of depth at center <laughs> in the amazing game that Zubats had on Christmas when LeBron went down with the groin injury. <laughs> Yeah. And then the other trade was Svima Kyluk and a second round pick to the Pistons for Reggie Bullock, which was a win now move that did not work out for whatever reason. Yeah. You traded another, like, one of your best shooters on the squad. Well, granted, he didn't play much, but he probably should have been playing considering the lack of shooters around LeBron. Yeah, to go get another shooter who I guess just didn't do anything with the Lakers. I haven't and, heard anything about yeah, Bullock. Being I good haven't heard with the Lakers at all. So. Congrats! You traded a pretty young, promising prospect. In his yeah, shoes. and he was—he was a four-year college guy and still only twenty-one years old. Yeah, like he can really shoot the ball. And to then you just trade for a veteran who has basically turned into nothing. Also, not to mention you trade also a second-round pick. Yeah, That's like I know it's almost—I know a lot of people don't think second-round picks mean anything, but hey, come on, like. But it's better than not having one in the first place. Yeah. And if you're still trying, like, say you go back to the AD talks in the offseason, it's just another asset for you to give up Yeah, that you wouldn't have otherwise. So, that's all gone. Congratulations, Magic Johnson. <laughs> you, made yeah. the, you made the wrong moves at the deadline. So, now we get to today, basically. By the way, Michael Beasley's not even with the team anymore and is playing in China. Oh, yeah. I think he left the team in February. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, and Lance Stevenson is Lance. Oh, I, I I forgot to even mention this. So apparently, when at the trade deadline, the Bulls were actually in talks with the Lakers, and Ooh. it was with the Jabari Parker whole deal thing. And the deal actually was um, trade Jabari Parker for KCP and Michael Beasley. The thing is that because Katavis called up hopes on that one-year deal, he has a no-trade clause in his deal. Oh. So he basically didn't answer the Lakers front office at all <laughs> about the decision. So he didn't give him an answer. But because he didn't give him an answer, the Bulls moved on. Yeah. And so they went for the Otto Porter deal instead. So basically the Lakers front office couldn't even get in communication with KCP about if he wanted to do the deal or not. And I'm like, okay then. 
That's hilarious. Ugh. And I don't know if that would have kept Bobby Portis with the team or not, but, like, man, <sighs> sad days. Allen Iverson actually almost got traded to the Pistons before the one from the Nuggets. It would have been Sixers to the Pistons. But I forgot who it was on the Sixers, but some no-name backup center had a no-trade clause in his contract oh and derailed an entire 12-player trade oh my goodness. because he didn't want to go to Detroit. All right. Oh, my and, gosh. And AI ended up staying in Philly, and they went to the finals. Fantastic. <laughs> so, I mean, now apparently, um, according to Bobby Marks, there's no more trade, no trade clauses in the NBA right now in any contract, so... Hopefully that doesn't come into play later for the Lakers. <laughs> but, man, it's just, as we recap Magic Johnson's moves, it's not very good. Not a good resume at all. And it kind of shows why he wasn't fit for this in the first place. And probably the reason why he decided to move on and just let the Lakers deal with his mess yeah. so he didn't have to take the blame. Yeah, I didn't really like this at all from the start. Yeah. I'm not sure if I'd said it two years ago or not. But you hire a guy who doesn't have any front office experience to run one of the most famous franchises, not in just the NBA, but in the entire world. Yeah. To guide them out of a rebuild where they haven't made the playoffs since 2013. And the only real guarantee was that you guys are going to sign LeBron. Yeah. While also with all the other tampering stuff with Paul George. I want to say there was rumors Giannis. about yeah yeah Giannis too. I want to say there was rumors about Kawhi Leonard for some reason. Oh, of course, maybe that was with the Clippers. Uh, well, no, but it's just in general, L.A. But, yeah, just in general, literally any superstar that you could think of, Magic Johnson either got fined for tampering or came close to it. There's a whole Ben Simmons fiasco, which he came that out too. and said though that it wasn't really anything. He basically asked the league and asked the uh, Philly and Elton Brand, hey, can I just like talk to Ben Simmons and like kind of mentor him on something? And basically, the Philly said no, yeah, obvi- was like, for obvious yeah, reasons. Elton Brand went no. And apparently the league didn't... I don't know about the league. I don't know what the league said. But basically then... Elton Brand came out, and apparently Magic. This is what Magic said. Elton Brand came out and said the wrong thing to make it look like Magic was the bad guy. Which I mean, if you're Elton Brand, you'd have every right to do so. Yeah. I mean, why would you not do that? Just it just basically pushes the whole entire tampering out off from your team, which is good. So again, another issue why Magic Johnson should be in yeah. the front office. This this whole tampering thing is going to extend to whoever is the president of basketball operations for them next or whatever title they're going to have. Yeah. Because teams aren't going to want to negotiate the Lakers just because of that pass, too. Oh, absolutely. Like, that's going to be associated with whoever's hired. Yeah. So now let's look to the future, shall we? It's Sure. All right, so... As the drafting we, Zion. Oh, man. If the Lakers <laughs> win the lottery, all, all, this, all, this, all these issues go away. That's, it's as simple as that. Not going to lie. <laughs> um, but... Let's start with now, like where, where they're set at the moment. So they have LeBron, right? And as they do, we've seen he has played the least amount of games in his in a season in his career. So he's on the decline, I'd say. And while he's still one of the best in the league, I wouldn't say he's the best anymore. No, I don't even think he was the best last year, honestly. I mean, I think you could argue he was the best last year. This year, there, I was, no, there's, I a, there's an argument last year. This for year, it, but I, don't I don't think you think can argue now. Like this year is no. absolutely no way he's the best. So I don't know. Sorry, I don't think that there's a definitive best though right now either. I agree with that, but like, I think there's a lot of categories you can like say. Yeah. So you know, Steph Curry's the best shooter. 
and then like the best two-way player, I'm putting Paul George at the moment. You and know. you have someone like James Harden or He's Giannis the best scorer. as well. And then Giannis is the most dominant player. Giannis will take that throne, though. He'll be the number one, I think. Yeah. In the yeah. next season or two. Yeah, I agree. So the Lakers with LeBron, who is on a decline, I believe, they have a bunch of cap space this summer. And they, as we all know, need to go get another star. To pair alongside yeah. LeBron James. And even if LeBron didn't get injured and everyone stayed healthy for this season, yeah, maybe the Lakers are in the playoffs, but why? Seven seed? Exactly. Eight seed? I, and I think they could have easily missed the playoffs. I mean, the yeah. Clippers have had a fantastic year, and they're very underrated. And people, I think, just forgot about Utah. They forgot about Portland. They're yeah. just like, oh, these are no-name teams anymore. Like, they're just not going to show up. It's because they're like, not big markets. Yeah. So, they don't have the hype. And they're the 4-5 and five seed right now. So That'll be a fun series, yeah, hopefully. OKC is the 6th seed, up. which he, they kind of fell a little bit. Yeah, but they, were the se- they were the second seed yeah, like a month ago, weren't Paul, they? Paul George got injured, though. Yeah. That, was the, that was the whole... And he's had that shooting slump, too. Yeah. And so... They people forgot about them, and so I'd say OKC's a lot better than the Lakers when everyone both teams are healthy by far. Yeah. So and you have the Spurs who have two All Stars now and DeRozan and Aldridge. So if you're the Lakers, you still need another star no matter what to get anywhere in the playoffs. So now you look at who's available this off season. Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson's one option, but I think we all can agree he's staying with the Warriors. Yeah. I don't see why he would leave. Yeah, I don't know why all. he would leave. So then let's talk about another warrior, Kevin, Kevin Durant. Durant. Well He's going to the Knicks. <laughs> I think he's I think he's legit going to the Knicks now. And if anything, if they don't win the championship for some odd reason, I think he stays with the Warriors. But yeah. if they win, which they're probably going to win, I see Kevin Durant going to New York and trying to actually start up a team there by himself and be like the yeah, guy. I know I know he says he doesn't care about the criticism. Oh, but but you wouldn't have those burner accounts if he didn't. Oh yeah, he absolutely cares. Because now he he's I think he's about to have the same amount of rings as LeBron, and no one's talking about him being the same yeah. level as LeBron. Yeah. So I think he's going to start his own team in New York if if they win the championship. And so that's already another star free agent off the board. So let's talk about LeBron's former teammate, Kyrie Irving. Does he join Kevin Durant? That's, I think, the only other option. We it? all saw them talking to each other right. like friends do. So <laughs> I think there's a good chance Kyrie does go to New York. But but if the Celtics can make the Anthony Davis trade happen, I think there's no reason for Kyrie to leave. No. I think he stays with the Celtics. So I don't see Kyrie at all. Even though Stephen A. Smith has reported he's going to listen to the Lakers, any good free agent would do that. Yeah. You'd be stupid not to listen to a yeah. team. So... I don't see Kyrie going to the Lakers either. And after that, though, it's Kawhi Leonard, which we have all know he wants to go to L.A. Now, the thing is, he has a very good team with the Raptors right now. Yeah, which... I think if the Raptors either get to the finals or make a serious push in the Eastern Conference finals, he stays. Yeah, I agree. But if they're out in the first, second round... Which could happen. Yeah, which which could happen because Toronto's known to choke in the playoffs. Yeah, regardless, it was the first game. Regardless of who's on the roster. Yeah. The... He could he could bolt, but if he, even though he said he wants to go to L.A., it's not to the purple and gold. No, it's to the Clippers. Yeah, because all these star players have already come out and said, and even Paul George kind of showed it by resigning with OKC. They don't want to play second star to LeBron. No, why would you? You don't want to give up the spotlight to LeBron because if the team starts to struggle, you get the blame. Yeah. 
But because with the national media, it's all LeBron cannot do anything wrong. Correct. It's all when they're winning, it's it's all because of LeBron. If they're losing, it's because of everyone else around him and not anything he does. Right. Until a little bit this year, there's actually been some criticism of him this year. Yeah, but then there's always which the excuse is crazy. That yeah, but there's oh he's he injured. injured. He doesn't have all of his teammates are injured, which Lonzo is true. Ball has been injured all which is true. Season. But if you're claiming LeBron is so great, then he should be able to do all this uh-huh. stuff. So. Why would a star player want to ruin their career and go play alongside someone to take away their entire, like, just their, all their praise, yeah. their, their spotlight? So I, if you're Kawhi Leonard, if you want to go to L.A., which you're from, California, I mean, look at the Clippers right now. Yeah. They're the, clearly the better L.A. team at the moment. They made the playoffs without a star, without an all-star on their team. They have Jerry West up top, who's done everything right. In the Clippers organization. It's Jerry West. Yeah. But I mean. He, Without and, an email, too. Jerry West does not have an email. Hey. Maybe it's best to not have an email at this point. I mean. I, mean, I think it's an email. He has, it's either an email or like a, like an, a smartphone. Something simple that everyone has. <laughs> One of the two. I don't remember which. But anything Jerry West touches, it turns into gold. That's just how it is. Purple and gold. So. You have Jerry West up top, and you have Doc Rivers as head coach. You have a great culture. And get great chemistry. Why not go there? And not to mention, they have another max free agent slot available, yeah. which they can go sign another player if they wanted to. So if you're gonna go to LA, you're going to the Clippers now. Yeah. Then we get to like the B B tier t- like players. That's like guys like Kemba Walker, yeah. Jimmy Butler. That D'Angelo is a restricted free agent too. Yeah, Tobias Harris. Yeah, him. So it's like Harris is gonna get a max. I think. I agree. There's but gonna I, be an, not he gonna, shouldn't get. I don't think he should get one. I think the Sixers are trying to keep but, everybody. Yeah, it's gonna be a we'll big, definitely try and keep both Jimmy and Tobias. Yeah. But I mean, hey, they'll be fine if they get everybody back. I believe they're fine if they get just one of those guys back. Yeah. Honestly, so like, and that's just basically coming to my point again is that I wouldn't even want to sign one of those B tier free agents. But even even if you had the opportunity, I don't think you're getting the opportunity at all. Yeah, because. Jimmy I and I and Tobias, I think they're staying with the with Philly. I don't see why they would leave. And Kemba has already said he wants to stay in Charlotte for I don't know some stupid good. reason. There's I don't want him to stay in Charlotte. Yeah. And so after that though, and like dumb. we already talked about Clay Thompson, like there's really no one left. You and I think the Lakers are gonna strike out. Yeah. And so again wh- what are you gonna do? You're gonna run back the same team this year, which you got nowhere this year. And not to mention this year is supposed to be like step one. We build a good culture. We build a good good team chemistry. And that seems like it's not going to happen because they're going to fire Luke Walton probably. Yeah. So you're not building a culture by firing your head coach. Any free agents could be looking at the Lakers like, yeah, that's a, a bunch of chaos, dysfunction. I don't see him going anywhere. I'm not going there. Why would I? There's no reason to go there. So the Lakers have basically not hit anything they wanted to this season. No. Which was build a culture there, make make sure the young guys are becoming better. Yeah. Which none of them have really become solidified like better at all this year. Yeah, Brandon Ingram was looking good until he got hurt. Yeah, and but Kuzma is still again, Kuzma. In, but again, the injury is going to hurt that. Yeah, and, and Kuzma he was, he was a good three point shooter his rookie year, but this season I don't think he's actually shot that well because, from three because LeBron has the ball but so that too, much. But, yeah, obviously with LeBron having the ball all the time. Duncan's wiping his eyes. He's got something with his glasses. No, nah, it was Zia, something in my eye. dust. Yeah. Oh, right. poor Dinky. So, yeah, basically, I think the Lakers are kind of screwed. Don't you think? Kind of. Yeah. I, I don't know what's going to save them at this point. 
like, winning the draft lottery. Okay, besides winning the lottery, which is very unlikely. I mean, and I know the NBA is probably be rigged at the, for the lottery, so New York's probably gonna get the pick. Okay, it's not rigged if New York gets the number one pick. They have the worst <laughs> record in the league and the best chance at getting hey, the number one pick. Hey, two other teams at the same odds, same chance of getting the pick. I think it's technically like thirteen point nine, thirteen point eight, and thirteen point seven. It is, yeah. But I don't know. Also, the NBA could be rigged because with the new draft lottery format, they want teams not to tank, so a team outside the top three will get the number one pick. Bulls, 100%. No. Magic, no, just kidding. Uh-huh. <laughs> Guess who's in we'll the get playoffs. To that. Yeah, we'll get to that a little later. Yeah, so Magic Johnson is officially out, leaving the Lakers with this entire mess that they need to fix. And I'm sorry, Lakers fans, I don't see anything going for you. Like, nothing. Absolutely womp, nothing. Womp. And I think next year is going to be the same team. Wasting another year of LeBron's prime, I guess, end of his prime. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're the Lakers, you have one option right now, and that's you got to go trade for a star. I mean, and I up. don't know what pieces they really have to do that. And the Pelicans have already said they're not going to do your trade. So, who are you going to go get? Yeah, because the only superstar really available via trade right now is Anthony Davis, mm-hmm. who apparently doesn't dress himself. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> And any of the top-tier teams with stars, they're not trading their guys at all. The only other person I could think of was Bradley Beal. But if you're the Wizards, I don't think they're going to be... Like, the Wizards are so stupid that I don't yeah. think they're going to do anything. And if anything, they're not trading them to the Lakers. Well, the Wizards actually did just fire their GM of 16 years, Ernie Grunfeld. But I think the entire so, league is against the Lakers right now. Yeah, I was actually going to get to that point, but we got off it a little bit when I was talking about how the tampering stuff will carry over. Yeah. We got a little more on the tampering side. But, yeah, I was going to talk about, like, it seems like the rest of the league has a vendetta against the Lakers. Yeah, and rightfully so. For not really earning signing LeBron, obviously. Oh, absolutely. I I think. And so now they're not willing to do any sort of deal that's going to benefit the Lakers at this point. Yeah. So, again, the Lakers are stuck. They can't really do anything. No one's going to come to their team. No one. You're not going to trade with anybody. You don't know where if Luke's going to be there or not, and if any, if you fire Luke, what head coach wants to even come in and just deal with that mess? Exactly. So, congrats, I guess. Yay! I, I don't know. It's, I think the Lakers are done for. Like, it, if everything just kind of plays out the way I think it's going to play out this offseason, I think the Lakers are screwed for probably the next three years. Yeah. Until something miraculous happens. Mm-hmm. But. Because we said that, they're going to get three All-Stars this offseason, and they're going to win the championship in 2020. Yeah, boy. That's not... So... I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> so... Moving on. Speaking of Anthony Davis, now he doesn't dress himself. What's up with that guy? What do you think? Do you think where, where do you think he's going? I don't know where he's going. I'm not his agent. Oh, no. I'm just asking, what, what do you think... What team do you think is going to go after him? I mean, I think it's just going to be the Lakers and Celtics again, and then whichever other team thinks they have the assets to go after him. Maybe the Clippers? I was about to say the Clippers, but I don't know how that's all going to work but, out. But, yeah, I don't really know what assets they have. They don't have. They a, just have cap space, and he's not a free agent. They have some picks. They're picks, mostly. They do have Shea Gilgis-Alexander, who's a good player, and Jerome Robinson, who mm. I haven't really heard much he about. He has not played at all this yeah. year, I don't think. So, He's played a few games, but mostly in the G League. I don't know. Jerry West could pull off something. I mean, yeah. If there's anyone I'm going to trust, it's going to be Jerry West. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, they don't have their pick this year because they made the playoffs and their pick was lottery protected, so it goes to the Celtics. Um, so, yeah, I don't know what they're going to be. I don't know if they can really pull it off. If anything, they have to, like, trade Montrez Harrell, and that's something they probably don't want to do. Because um, mm-hmm. I think... I wouldn't want to. I mean, he's been fantastic off the bench. And Lou Williams has been also fantastic off the yeah. bench. So I mean, They have two six-man-of-the-year candidates right there in Lou Will and Montrez. Yeah. So, I mean, if anything, why would you even risk that at all? Because you could probably sign a star this offseason. Yeah. And if and you could also just say, like, we'll sign one star this offseason, create cap space for next offseason when Anthony Davis is available. Right. And maybe things go wrong with whatever team he's traded to. Mm-hmm. Like the Lakers. Yeah. <laughs> Move across town. Aren't the Clippers supposed to be getting their own arena at some point in the I, near future? I hope they do. Like I, I feel like I saw that a while yeah. ago. I sincerely to, hope they do. I think it's supposed to be in uh, Anaheim, actually. Oh, okay. So they'll be uh, like the Anaheim Angels of Los or the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. <laughs> they'll be the uh, Los Angeles Clippers of Anaheim. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> All right. Um, she moved to Agua Caliente. Mm, Agua Caliente Clippers. That actually sounds kind of good, not going to lie. That's their G League team. Oh, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't even know that. Come on, why aren't you a G League aficionado? I don't pay attention to G League. Capital City Go-Go, come on. Raptors 905. I know that team. Greensboro Swarm. Windy City Bulls, how about that? Lakeland Magic. Let's move on. Sioux Falls Sky Force. Uh, Dirk and D-Wade play their uh, final home game. Last night, yeah, I don't care for Dwee Wade much. Yeah, because I'm a Magic fan. A Magic I don't care fan, for him much. So he's gonna. I'm tired of seeing him beat up on the Magic. Hey, other than these last few years, though, the Magic gonna, actually played well against them. Well, D Wade did play one year with the Bulls, which is a ter- terrible year. Um, and then half a season with the Cavs yeah. last year. Uh, People won't ever remember that. Yeah, one of the best uh, two guards ever. You know, I, I I respect him. I just don't really care much for him retiring i'm i'm glad he's gone so he don't have to torture the magic anymore yeah of course david's just like that <laughs> i I'm, I'm definitely gonna miss seeing him play not gonna lie but i mean like if you look at the league now like guys like tim duncan is gone and it's just now you got dirk leaving mm-hmm. kg's gone it's just, everyone i grew up watching is leaving yeah it's just it's, <laughs> it's just insane to think about that um and sooner or later lebron's gonna be out of this league which will be probably great. Probably in the next five years yeah. would be my guess. Well, all the other main stars from the 03 draft are done, if you really think about yeah. it. Carmelo doesn't have a team at the moment. Chris Bosh is retired. Well, forced to retire because of injury. I think yeah. he'd still be around if he were healthy. Because he could shoot. Yeah, that's true. Um, and then now D-Wade's retiring. So. And Darko's been gone. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just LeBron at the moment. Uh, but... Yeah, this league, the league is definitely moving on. You can definitely see it mm-hmm. happening. Uh, but I know Dirk is one of your favorite players. So He, he was one of my favorite players yeah. growing up, especially. Well, he's still playing. He's, don't worry. He has another yeah, game. He's got one more game <laughs> left tonight. Yeah. <laughs> so your moment, a uh, favorite moment from Dirk. So back when I was a wee boy, uh, I didn't really pay too close attention to the NBA, but I had learned about LeBron joining Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade in Miami, and I was very upset about that because right from the start of my NBA fandom, I did not like LeBron. 
most it started with him hitting that game winner in the Eastern Conference Finals game one 2009 over the Magic and then over the years it's become actual reasons not to like him so I was upset to see him join a bunch of other superstars on a stack team in the same division as my Magic so for whatever reason I'd been told growing up that I looked like Dirk Nowitzki I never (laughs) saw it at the time I still don't see it but people thought I did for whatever reason so I kind of became a Dirk fan of sorts. And for whatever reason, I like liked international players as well. And he's from Germany. So 2010-11 season comes around. You know, they're in the playoffs. I start watching the Trailblazers series first round. I'm really liking it, really liking it and stuff. I'm, I'm like what the Blazers do, or the Mavs do. They beat the Blazers. And they're playing the Lakers second round. And everyone at school, fourth grade, is like, oh, Lakers got this. They're going to destroy the Mavericks and stuff. I'm like, I don't know. That Dirk guy's pretty good. And they ended up actually sweeping the Lakers in the second round uh, to end Phil Jackson's career as a coach and to pretty much close the door on Kobe Bryant's championship aspirations as they were going for a three-peat that year. And especially with Andrew Bynum probably nearly killing J.J. Perea on that elbow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know if... Any listeners know about that? Just YouTube it. Andrew Bynum, J.J. Barea, elbow. It's crazy to see, and I cannot believe J.J. Barea got up and sank the free throw for the end one. J.J. Barea is very underrated. He's a tough tough guy. He looks like a guy who's supposed to be like teaching a gym class, you know? But he's in the NBA, and he's just a little gnat that completely just Mm -hmm. keeps annoying other teams. And married to Miss Puerto Rico. Dude. I hate when JJ plays the Bulls though because he always destroys the Bulls, yeah. and I don't know why. It's just how it is. Yeah. So they sweep the second round series. They face, I think it was the Thunder in the conference finals, twenty eleven. Beat them, and it's on to face the Heat in the finals. My new favorite player, aside from Dwight Howard at the time, and Dirk Nowitzki versus my least favorite in LeBron. They go down in the series. Dirk has a finger issue and he's sick and stuff. Plays through all of it. Hits the game-winning layup on one of the games with the hurt finger. Plays through the flu. Jason Terry outplays LeBron James. Oh, yeah. (laughs) J.J. Barea outplays LeBron James. Yeah. Mavericks win the title in 2011. I'm so happy. I'm like, yeah, they're going to do it next year. And then they're the eighth seed, I think, the season after. The entire team left. Yeah, I think the only guys that stayed were um, Dirk... And Jason Terry. Terry. Yeah. Everyone else was gone. <laughs> Anthony Morrow was gone. Uh, Roddy Bobois, gone. Jason Kidd left. Jason Kidd, yeah, Jason, I also said Tatum. Jason Kidd left for Tyson New York. Chandler, Tyson Chandler, gone. I think he was also in New York. Yeah. It, it's just that entire Deshaun team. Sean Stevenson, gone. Yeah. That entire team just left. Heck, Wait, did Marion bro- stay? He might have actually I think been Marianne one of the holdovers. Stayed. Yeah. But it was, th- like, I remember seeing a stat, though. Just like a lot of guys eight left. Eight guys left, I think. Yeah. Heck, so, Brian Cardinal left. Yeah. The custodian. Uh, so it was, that was just an odd thing to see, because you usually see teams run it back. Yeah. Um, and then now a lot of guys. Corey Brewer was gone. And a lot of guys <laughs> aren't in the league anymore. A lot like, of people don't know Corey Brewer's got a ring because he was part of that Mavericks team. They yeah. signed him midway through the season. People forget. <laughs> And he didn't get his championship ring until, I think, two years later because he either was not with a team or he'd been hurt and wasn't traveling with the team. Gotcha. So it took him a while, but he got his ring. <laughs> so he has more rings than a lot of people in that 2007 draft class he was part of. <laughs> like Mike Conley, Mike Conley yeah. Al Horford, Joakim Noah, Ugh. 
Who else is in there? Don't talk about that. Uh, Craig Odin. Hey, yeah. Although, same amount of finals appearances. Ah. Craig Odin 2014 with the Heat. Yeah. So, I don't know. I guess I really like Dirk, but don't have a lot of distinctive memories about him playing, actually. But hey, just he's one of the but, greatest. Yeah. yeah just Great. Cool. Not greatest power forward. Right? Eh. Definitely top four. Power forward? Yeah, power time? forward. Not all time. Well, I'd say it's power forward's all time, though. That's a tough one. So I, I think you and I have both like Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan, Tim Duncan is Duncan by obviously far, number one. Yeah. People, people always say Carl Malone, and I, I'm like, I go insane when I hear that. Carl Malone did never won. Tim Duncan titles, won five championships. Titles, and and, and I think Carl, Carl Malone had what two MVPs? One uh, or two? I think he only had one. I'm not, I'm not 100 sure, but Tim Duncan had two MVPs. Yeah. And then he was the better defender too. Um, and I don't know how many All Star appearances it was. A lot. Yeah, a lot. A lot to a lot. Yeah, and, and then it's just like, below that's KG, Carl Malone, and Dirk Nowitzki in whatever order you want. I won't argue with yeah. you. And the thing is that KG and Dirk both have an MVP. Um, and yeah. uh, KG did have a better, obviously, defensive, uh, you know, ability. But yeah, but I think Dirk changed the game a lot more. One hundred percent. Yeah. Then. It is arguably weird, any of those guys. It is on weird because KG could shoot. That that was a thing that people forgot. Yeah, he's like, a good mid range guy. Yeah, and now Dirk obviously can shoot the three. So Dirk was like the original stretch four, kind of. Uh, in today's era, I'd say. Well, today's era not exactly. Richard Lewis is. Yeah. Don't argue with me on that. <laughs> Richard Lewis is the OG stretch four, and by today's standards, but Dirk was the first, I guess, big guy that would go out there and shoot three pointers and make them consistently. Oh, I don't think he ever actually shot over forty percent on his career from three. That's weird. I know. I was shocked to see. I was going through two K one day, looking at his stats. Didn't have it. Yeah. And I think though, just the fact that KG and Dirk they both won a yeah. ring that I'd have to put him over. And now I know Carl Malone is like one of the the greatest. Yeah. I mean, but but we didn't grow up watching him. <laughs> uh, we don't have that bias. Yeah, I, we didn't grow up watching Jordan, but uh, it is. I think I have to put both those guys over now. KG and Dirk, you know, I'm, I'm fine with whatever. really if you whether you prefer defense over offense is how you're going to yeah. decide. But I mean, just Dirk was just so much better offensively. Like, I mean, yeah. thirty thousand points is just yeah. insane. And if they're going to change the logo, you got to change it to Dirk's uh, one-legged fadeaway 100%, shot. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Not that the NBA is considering changing the logo from Jerry West to anything else, but if they were, it would have to be Dirk. Yeah, there's no debating that. Yeah. And now I also want to, we gotta give respect to D Wade as definitely one of the yeah, best shooting sure. guards of all time. Most blocks by any guard of all time mm-hmm. as well. Obama congratulated him on that among <laughs> other things. Of course. Uh, and I mean, obviously Jordan and Kobe are one too. Uh, but you could definitely put D-Wade number three shooting yeah. guard of all time. Um, it kind of matters if you put Jerry West as a shooting guard or not. I wouldn't. Because he's really a point guard shooting guard mix. Yeah. So it's up to you. Depending but. on how you feel about Gail Goodrich. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, it's I definitely top four, I'd say, shooting guard of all time. Yeah. Uh, no argument. You, you can't argue any lower than that. What about Clay Thompson when it's all said and done? <laughs> We're not going to go there yet. <laughs> He's you, not close enough you, to even you, consider you it. You would say that Steph Curry could become the I best point guard I think he could be once it's time. all said and done. Once it's all sure. said and done, I think there's a chance. Right now, though... I'm not saying it's a guarantee. Oh, yeah, but I mean, I will agree, though, that there's there's a possibility that he could do it. Yeah, especially with the way the point guard position is evolving away from being just solely a passer to being a scoring threat as well. Mm-hmm. 
So, um, but definitely D Wade though. Ha- you have to give respect to him. Finals MVP in 06. Basically, just completely changed that entire series by himself. Yeah. In 06 against the Mavericks, which was against Dirk. But yeah. they were and down 0 2, and they just Actually, he no. just took over yeah. games three, four, and five. Just just took over. Yeah. Like, I remember seeing some. I don't. I think it was last night with Shaq or the night before that. But when Shaq went to the. Got traded to the Heat. You know, he was, and they're all asking him about, well, what do we do? We're down 0-2. He's like, don't ask me. Ask Dwayne Wade. He's yeah. the leader of this team. So, I mean, that's huge for a guy who is in, what, his second, third year? Third year. I yeah, think. third year as a pro to yeah. really lead a team to a championship. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, Shaq, but Shaq wasn't Shaq anymore, like the most dominant Shaq at, at that point. Yeah, he like, was still good. Yeah, he was actually 20 he, and 10. But. Yeah, still an MVP caliber player, but he yeah, wasn't anywhere near the guy he was in L.A. during the three-peats. Yeah. So, yeah, D-Wade just completely took over. And as a small shooting guard, he— Especially. He's like, what, 6'4"? He's 6'4", and he had a lot of injuries because he's a small shooting guard, but— man, he, he has had a scoring title. I think it was 09. He averaged like 32. Yeah. And that, that's insane. I mean, that's you can't let that go to waste. Um, and then, obviously, with LeBron, he got those two more rings. And let me tell you, if Chris Bosh didn't get those blood clots and after LeBron left, I think that Heat team could have yeah. still been one of the top seeds in yeah. the East. It's I just know, that Chris Bosh just got the, the injuries terrible and blood clots. Really, the season after LeBron left, everyone on that team was hurt. Oh, yeah. Like, I thought they were still going to make the playoffs, but they ended up not because of the injuries. Now everyone looks back like, oh, LeBron's so good. He left and they didn't make the playoffs. I'm like, D-Wade is still one of the best players in the league at the time. Yeah. You can't just be like, yeah, oh, LeBron and left. Chris Bosh was too. Yeah. Like, he was good enough that the he almost went to the Rockets and signed something like a four-year, $80 million deal, which yeah. at the time was a max contract pretty much. Yeah. And I think also with Chris Bosh, like people forget how good he was as a power yeah. forward, and because he was just the scapegoat for everything wrong with that team yeah. too, for whatever reason. Same thing with Kevin Love. Mario Chalmers is also the scapegoat. I don't know why, but it, because everyone just loves to yell at Rio. <laughs> so I, uh, I mean, Chris Bosh, like yeah, I mean, don't disrespect him either. Like people were in, 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 when it was in Toronto, like man, he was great, and yeah. then now when he went to the Heat, it was he had to take that big step back to be the shooter in a corner. Um, but you, like, you have to make remember that D-Wade was still great without LeBron and could definitely carry a team by himself. Um, so, yeah, two guys are yeah, they, two of the best. They both went for 30 last night, yeah. which combines to Kobe's 60 that he had on his last game of his career, yeah. which means that they're both only half as good as he is. Hey, Kobe has five rings. so In Between them, they have four. four. Uh, that's and good. what? One MVP. No, I was trying to do math. In two my head. finals two, MVPs. Two plus four, five. That's seven finals appearances. Oh, got it. Gotcha. Which yeah. I think is how many Kobe also has. Yeah, you won five for seven. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, lost to the Pistons and, and then the to Celtics. the Celtics. Yeah. Wow. So two guys are definitely, two of the best are leaving. Definitely first ballot Hall of Famers, no doubt. Yeah. Uh, and we'll definitely be seeing them be inducted into the Hall of Fame soon. Yeah, I assume okay. both will be first ballot Hall of Famers. I mean, if they're not first ballot Hall of Famers, there's something wrong with the committee. I mean, 
Yeah, uh, speaking of the Hall of Fame, they recently announced some of the guys that were getting in. I'm so pissed What's off. Your, do you want to go on a Chris Webber rant real okay, quick? Chris Webber and Tim Hardaway? <laughs> like, people forget about Tim Hardaway, too. Okay, but Tim Hardaway's not in. He already said why, because of his anti-LGBT comments from the I, past. I come on, man. Like, but I think they need to get over that, because he's a champion for the, for their rights now, and does everything he can to make sure that they have equality. Oh, my God. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Breaking news right here from Woj. Marcus Smart has a torn oblique and could miss the first two rounds. Oh. So this happened in the game against the Magic on Sunday where the Magic clinched a playoff spot. Um, Marcus Smart, he I didn't see exactly how he fell down. I did, but I don't remember it exactly. But he fell down, took a pretty hard hit to his hip, got back up, and then the next play down the court was running, chasing someone around his screen, and just fell down without any contact whatsoever and had to be walked off the court. So... That's a pretty big break for the Celtics right here. Yeah. Breaking news from Woj. So, um, what does I, that do with their uh, series against the Pacers real quick? I don't think it really does much, not going to lie. But uh, I will say, if, if let's say Gordon Hayward struggles, I think missing smarts could be huge. But I don't really see it happening. Yeah, Gordon Hayward's been really good recently. He's, yeah. How do you think? 16 or 17 points a game on, yeah. I think, 60% from the field? He definitely looks the best since his injury yeah. at this moment. So, um, And also, more news. Blake Griffin is out tonight Ooh. versus the Knicks. Wow. So, uh, well... Oh, yeah, it's against the Knicks. Never mind. Yeah, it is against the Knicks, but the Pistons almost lost to a G League Memphis team last night. So... And that was with Blake Griffin. So I well, mean, Blake Griffin has the knee injury right now. Yeah, like uh, he can't do anything except spot up for three and pass right now. Yeah, um, but still though, he's still he's still an All Star caliber player. Uh, but it is against the Knicks, which I expect them to win. If they don't win for some odd reason, I'm gonna be going insane tonight because <laughs> uh, it's obviously if they win, they're in the playoffs. It's as simple as that. If they lose and a Charlotte Charlotte wins, then Charlotte's in. I want to see point guard Mario Hazonia tonight against the Pistons. Did he play yesterday against the Bulls? I didn't pay attention to the Bulls oh. game last night. Okay, I, I didn't see him in the bits that I watched. I watched five minutes of the Bulls game and then Magic Johnson news broke. Oh. I watched thirty minutes of the interview and then changed the Thunder okay. game. So, yeah, uh, that's that at, at the at this moment. So. Uh, where were we before? Oh, uh, you were on a Chris Webber rant. Oh, yeah, the Hall of Fame. Uh, <laughs> Jeff Van Gundy made a good idea saying that instead of just the Basketball Hall of Fame, there should be an NBA Hall of Fame. And I know it's like, well, yeah, the Basketball Hall of Fame is basically the NBA Hall of Fame. But, I mean, like... It's really not. It's, I don't think it's, it is. Like, the, just specifically the players that have been... That deserve to be Hall of Famers. Like, and instead of always having to have a set amount of people that go in, there needs to be like a basketball Hall of Fame or NBA <laughs> Hall of Fame specifically. And then, yes, you could have the yeah. basketball Hall of Fame, but like just also make it NBA Hall of Fame to make sure that guys who deserve to be in the Hall of Fame, a.k.a. Chris Webber, get in. And Tim Hardaway is also another person that I, I can't, I still can't believe that he's not in yet. What about Ben Wallace, four time Defensive Player of the Year? Yeah, and Dennis Rodman's in. I mean, like, there's, yeah. there's, it shows that he should probably be in also. But, I mean, come on. Chris Weber, you're just disrespecting him again. And he absolutely deserves to be in. And, and this is, talk about basketball. This is even like counts his college career when he was yeah. with Michigan. So, you're disrespecting one of the like, definitely one of the, the greatest. I mean, he's not one of the best power forwards I'd say of all time, but like he's still he's yeah. up there. And he took those LA teams with Shaq and Kobe 
a good like a good long ride. Yeah, but he gave him trouble with Sacramento. Yeah. He he never won. With but Mike Bibby, Peja, Doug Christie. Yeah. Who else was there? Vladi Divac. Oh, yeah. And now he's the GM of the if you, Kings. And I don't want to really get into this at the moment, but like if you're going to really talk about you know the top 50 players of all time, yeah. I mean, you add you have to add another 10. I mean, obviously you have guys like Kobe, Duncan, uh, and then KG, Dirk, <laughs> LeBron. Those those guys are like set in stone. But then when you really start getting down to like the last couple of guys, Chris Webber is definitely in talks to be in there. Yeah. And for someone that's as good as that, I think he absolutely deserves to be in the Hall of Fame now. Yeah. Um, I mean, you just can't disrespect him at, at this moment. And the other thing I want to talk about is, like, when he got drafted, it was, it was to Washington, right? Uh, He got drafted by the Magic first overall and then was yeah. traded to the Warriors oh, for Warriors. Penny Hardaway and a bunch of picks. Okay, it was Warriors. Yeah, sorry. So it was Warriors, one rookie of the year. But the thing is that no one knew about the Warriors at that time. Like, it was they weren't really anything. And then... He goes to Washington, and they win. They don't get very far, but, like, they start winning. He makes the team so much better. Then he goes to Sacramento, and they really win. Yeah. They're one of the best teams. Probably would have made the finals if Tim Donahue wasn't a referee. Yes. (laughs) And if Vladi Divac decided to actually, like, grab the ball instead of (laughs) tapping it back out to Big Shot Bob. Yeah, to Robert Ori. (laughs) So, I mean, you for a guy that just, wherever he went, he won. He should be in the Hall of Fame. And, yeah, he do, he doesn't have a ring, but there are a lot of guys in the Hall of Fame that don't have a ring. So, so Like he, Yao Ming. Yeah. So, T-Mac. come on. Guys, AI. He's not. Yeah, he Alan doesn't Iverson have I mean, He made it to the finals, but, I mean, he doesn't Once have a ring. Once and got eliminated in five games and really should have been swept. Yeah. So, you got to put Chris Webber in the Hall of Fame, and I mean now. Now, this is no disrespect to the, the guys that got in. Like, I think Sidney yeah. Moncrief just got in. Yeah, and Jack Sigma's in there. Yeah. I don't know anything about Jack but Sigma. That, that's the thing, though. But like, I hear his name mentioned all the time on Inside the NBA. Yeah, but, like, yeah, you could put him up there. But, I mean, is, is he better than Chris Webber? I have honestly have no idea. I don't I, know anything about Jack Sigma. Okay. Yeah. I'm saying, like, come on. If you're going to put Jack Sigma in the Hall of Fame, which, don't get me wrong, he was a great player. But Chris Webber deserves to be in the Hall of Fame, too. Um, and they're, he's just been disrespected a lot, I think. So, sorry about the whole rant. That was not part it's of this okay. entire. I, I asked, I asked you to this go wasn't, on a rant. This is this wasn't part of the plan. No, it wasn't part of the plan. Uh, our next thing was Anthony Davis and his shirt that he wore. Yeah, I wore a shirt with the uh, I think Looney Tunes reference, right? Yeah. I said that's all, folks. To his final Pelicans home game. Obviously a reference to him not wanting to be with the team anymore and hopefully being traded away in the offseason. Yeah. So the Pelicans had posted him walking into the stadium on their Instagram that day, and then they deleted it shortly afterwards after everyone's like, hey, what's going on with this shirt there? And then apparently he was supposed to play last night, and then Alvin Gentry is like, no, you're not. You're we're not, tanking. No, he was like, not. You're, first of all, we're tank, well, obviously they're tanking, but you come in, walk in, we're in that shirt yeah. into the stadium, like, no, you're, you're not, not playing. playing tonight. Yeah. It's just disrespectful. So good on Alvin Gentry for doing that. I don't know if he'll still be around at the Pelicans next year. I think the Pelicans need to do a whole revamp of everything. Like he, If he gets fired, it's not because he did a bad job. It's just because oh. they're revamping the team. Well, yeah, well, let's be honest, though. The front office did nothing for Alvin Gentry no. for the team. Del Demps is not a good GM. Yeah. 
Yeah, and you know the thing is, don't I admire them for bringing in Boogie though, but they really should have yeah. just tried to re-sign him. My only good thing about Dell Dimes is the fact that he didn't pull the trigger on the Anthony Davis trade to the Lakers. That was like the yeah. only good thing that I really liked about Dell Dimes. And everything else though for the like for the Pelicans, like Alvin Gentry just hasn't had enough. You no. have one of the best big men in the league, but as we've seen now, you need multiple All Stars on your team, and. and he didn't really have that. Yeah, and then you sign guys like Solomon Hill to like four years, forty-four million. Yeah, uh, and then well, obviously, Moore. There's, obviously the t- summer twenty sixteen, everyone's getting huge contracts. Okay, so it's but, not completely to blame, but it's still a bad move. Regardless. Well, yeah, but I mean, then you look at a team like Portland who signed Evan Turner to that stupid amount of money, yeah, and then four years, Mo seventy million to a good amount of money. Myers Leonard got a stupid amount of yeah, money. He's got he's on what like four years, forty-four million, but something it, like that. It's just it's Seven just not Justin s- Bieber. Yeah, it's just not smart though. And I, I mean, if you're, if you really think about it, if you just kind of, th- just like, all right, yeah, we had a humongous cap spike here. So what? Let's just sit back and just let everybody spend all their money, and then we'll we'll be the team with money then to have the flexibility. I mean, I don't think Evan Turner's worth seventy two million dollars. I don't think he was to start out with. But they just paid him that much because that's the only way to get him, and I don't think it was a good move. So, uh, I mean. The the Pelicans just have not done enough, in my opinion, for Alvin Gentry to be mm. like, oh, yeah, he's a bad coach. Remember last year when Evan Turner had a car crash into his pool? No. What? You don't? I don't remember oh. this. Yeah, I, live, I guess his house is, I guess, I don't, I don't know, it's an elevated area, and it continues to go back up once it's, you're past his backyard. Okay. And, yeah, there's a guardrail or something like that going around a turn, and a car crashed off the side and went into his pool. Okay, then. Yeah. Wow. I can't believe you didn't see that last year. I did not see that. Maybe it was two years ago. I don't know. I know what happened, though, Some or something along those lines. Maybe I'm not remembering it right, but I know there was something with a car and his house. We're so off track. Yeah. This went from Anthony Davis' shirt to Evan Turner getting a car <laughs> crash in his pool. Um, That's what this whole podcast is. Basically. Going off on tangents. I don't have anything yeah. to do with what we were originally talking about. Let's get back on track. Uh, so awards. Uh, I don't think one game is going to really change anything in our awards. No, Giannis. Yeah. So the giant anteater. We're we're just going to kind of. It, it may change for us. Not going to lie. If we once we really start sit down and think about it, but I don't think MVP is changing for me. Oh, MVP is not changing for me either. But the other awards, I think we have to kind of think about yeah. still. Um, so we're going to start with MVP, and that's Giannis. Let's move on. <laughs> Giannis. Boom. Uh, Sorry, James Harden. No second MVP for you and no, no potential fourth. Yeah. My my biggest thing right now is the fact that, I, I mean, you got guys like Stephen A. Smith saying, like, James Harden is the MVP by far. But I, I, can't give, I can't reward a player who their team was the 14th in the Western Conference at the beginning of the season. Like, they, yeah. they were terrible. And then once Chris Paul got injured, then James Harden's like, oh, I'm going to actually like kind of play now. And, yeah, he's had a historical year. Averaging 36 points per game is insane. But I think also people have kind of started to realize that he gets 13 free throws a game. He averages 11 free throws a game. No one's he even shoots, close. And he shoots 12 three-pointers a game as yeah. well. And the, all the stupid flopping and the fouls he gets, it's just it's he's stupid. He's not a likable – he's not an unlikable guy. It's just, but he's not exactly likable either. Yeah, and then the play style, like, it's boring. You you yeah. even tested it. It's just yeah. it's boring to watch. Our English teacher, Mr. Landite, said it's boring. Yeah. So, 
I mean, I'm not going to reward a guy that his team, and he's the reigning MVP, he comes out and his team's the 14th in the Western Conference to start the season. Yeah, yeah they're third now, but I'm not going to give any, I'm not going to reward that at all. Yeah. Bucks know, you, have pretty yeah. much been at the top since day one. Yeah. MVP to the best player in the league on the best team in the league. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. And also Harden doesn't play defense, and Giannis has had a pretty good defensive year. Hey, Harden's year. averaging two steals a game this year. Oh Steph, I know. You could say Steph Curry yeah, yeah, averages a good amount of steals, too. And I know. People don't think he's a yeah. good defender. So. But Steph Curry is. He's a good defender. He's just not elite. He tries, at least. That's, that's my thing. Harden's just like a legit, just a traffic cone. You just go around him. <laughs> traffic cone. Yeah, you go around a traffic cone. You go around <laughs> Harden. It's funny. I've never heard the, anyone say that before. I, I'm like the other thing that I get really upset about is like it's just any type of foul. Dennis Schroeder was in a headlock under Harden's arm <laughs> last night, and they called a foul on Dennis Schroeder, and he couldn't. He was stuck. He was trying to get away from Harden, but Harden went like this, and Schroeder was stuck, and he's just going like this. Like I can't move. There's the Michael Carter Williams one yeah. where James Harden's piggybacking, him. and then it, yeah, and the official is just like foul and. Reggie Miller is like, what is Dennis Schroeder supposed to do? Like, what is he supposed to do in that situation? Like, tackle him? Because then it's going to be a, like a flagrant two. So, he, like, this that's insane to me. You can't headlock a player, and then he gets the foul call on the player. It's just, that makes no sense to me. All right. And that's where I get upset with James Harden. I, you get too many foul calls. Yeah. All right. Rookie of the year. Luka. Right. We both said Luka. Yeah, Luka Doncic. Although Trey Young's late push since the All-Star break has made it, I think, not a unanimous MVP vote for Luke. I think there's, I think ESPN actually did a poll amongst their writers. I think it was 92% Luka and then 7.5% Trey and then half a percent other. I'm kind of wondering who's the other, but. I don't know either. I don't know who would be other. I mean, DeAndre Ames has not had a great year. No, I think that's more on their coach for not giving him enough touches. Okay, the Suns, let's just say that. But the Suns are are as much a mess as the Lakers are. If there's a disappointing like team this year, I mean, I know the Lakers have been terrible, but my god, I would put the Suns. They they I was I was expecting them to at least like kind of at least have like 30 something wins. Yeah, I was expecting nope. like low 20s, high or not high 30s or low 20s. I mean high 20s, low 30s, yeah. I should say. No, in the win total. No, nowhere close. So anyway, though, uh, I I think because Luca, I know he's kind of fizzled out a little bit, but uh, Trey Young's he's played almost every game this season. Yeah, Trey Young's played through injuries the entire year. And I think Trey Young has just kind of s- struggled at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. So it was gonna be it was gonna be an adjustment for him going playing against college guys to NBA guys with his size. Yeah. Um, and Luca, I think he's just been the most consistent, and you know. And I know Dallas isn't uh, a great team, but you have some veterans on that team, and yeah. for them to trust the, and defer a rookie, to a rookie, a late game situation, take yeah. the big shot, I think that shows that he's been the best rookie this this year. Um, so we're gonna give Luka Doncic the Rookie of the Year award. Yeah, um, and I feel pretty confident that they're gonna vote that way too. Yeah, Luka will win it. All right, next defensive player of the year. But is he a true rookie after playing in the Euro League as a pro? Gosh, defensive player of the year. (laughs) 
Sorry, but real quick with the rookie of the year, I was listening to the Starters podcast a few week a week ago and talking about all this rookie of the year and like, are they a true rookie stuff? It's gonna come down to eventually where rookie of the year will be defined as someone who's never picked up a basketball before and was signed to an NBA contract. Now those guys who never played basketball before, who is the best? With how it's going so far. <laughs> so anyway, defensive player of the year, I have no idea. You said Gobert. I just earlier. said Gobert because he won it last year, and he's been good this year. So I was like, yeah, yeah. "Why not?" I think the game against the Nuggets was it. I think it was last night. Uh, Gobert or Jokic fouled out in 16 minutes, and it's because Gobert yeah. is legit his kryptonite. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that shows also the reason why I don't, I don't trust Denver at all. But um, Gobert, I mean, he the the stats show for him that he deserves to win it. Yeah, my 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 thing is though, it's like. I, I just can't get just let Paul George off the hook here. Like, come on, this man is, is leading the league in steals and yeah. deflections, and I I know the Thunder have kind of sucked recently, but they've won four straight. But Paul George has had a fantastic year defensively, mm-hmm. and he, I will put him as the best two way player in the league at the moment. I mean, he's number two in scoring, and he's leading the league in steals and deflections. Yeah. That's and I know Kawhi Leonard's right there, but yeah. for this year, and Paul George is always guarding the top perimeter guy on defense. Yeah, no matter night what, in, night point out. guard to, to small forward, it's gonna be Paul George on him. So I'm gonna, as of right now, I'm giving to Paul George, but I might change that. I mean, like in maybe 20 minutes. Yeah. I just kind of think about it. And the other guys we had done there were Giannis. Giannis, and then right before we started, I was thinking, what about Joel Embiid? Oh, it's kind of true, but. I think he's pretty good. Yeah, I was about to say games, but Gobert only won it in like in sixty games. Yeah, so last year, and Kawhi did it when he broke his hand or something like that in sixty-ish games as well. Yeah, so defensive player of the year isn't really an award. You have to really play a ton of games to win. And I think just because the fact the Sixers don't have that too fantastic of a defense, I'm not gonna give it to Embiid. Um, I think Giannis is definitely a candidate. I mean. I think if he won it, he would be the first player since Hakeem to win MVP and Defensive Player of the Year. And he would join Hakeem and Michael Jordan as the only two. Maybe David Robinson did it. Do you know if he did or not? I don't know. All right. We'll say two and a half players have done it because we don't know if David Robinson has or not. Wait, Defensive Player of the Year and And MVP MVP in the same season. In the same season. I don't think he did do that. I I think he's won both, but I don't think he's won both. I mean, I know Tim Duncan has won both. And then, but not in the same yeah, year. Yeah, and then KG won his one bullets probably, right? Yes. Yeah. He won it with the Timberwolves, I think. No, no, no. He won the yes. defensive player there with the Celtics, Celtics in 08 when they won the championship, and then MVPs with uh, the Timberwolves. Timberwolves. Yeah. So did Michael Jordan actually do that? Was he defensive player there like '87 or something like that when he won MVP? I don't know. Maybe Michael didn't do it. <sighs> Yeah. A- anyway, though, I mean, I know they've both. I know they've won MVPs and Defensive Player of the Years, but I'm I'm pretty sure both Hakeem and MJ did it the same year, at yeah, some point. Okay. Um. This is a, this is an award though. Like, I really, I'm not gonna be upset. No. My, I I would be upset if Giannis was to win MVP. That that yeah. would be actually upset. That would with be that. a robbery. Um. But with Defensive Player of the Year, Paul George, Rudy Gobert, Giannis, whoever you pick. I mean, just don't pick Draymond Green, and I think it's <laughs> I think it's all right. Uh, so I, I'm gonna be cool with whoever really wins that award. I just don't know really who to choose at the moment. So most improved. This is definitely gonna be interesting. I have Pascal Siakam, but I'm biased because he's on my fantasy team. Yeah, I and have D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, he has D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, and 
it's for me. It's just because the fact that the Nets, I mean, they are finally in the playoffs, and while there are arguments with with Pascal, like he was barely even a like a good player, like he couldn't even play. I think Pascal was a re, like a rotational piece. And I know he's like a borderline All Star now, but like I, I think with the, with D'Angelo Russell, it's the, the whole leadership. Of that yeah. he took, and that's where I'm putting. I wouldn't be D-Low. upset if one player won it over yeah. the other. And I, yeah, that's a, that's also with me. If Pascal wins, they're I'd both be fine. deserving. Yeah, uh, but because I know D'Angelo Russell's now an All Star, and like you saw the potential, but I think just leadership wise, especially when Karis LeVert went out, I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna give because Karis LeVert was the best player on that team when he went out, yeah. and he was in contention for most improved in being an All Star. Definitely. So I think because of that, I'm gonna give it to D'Lo. Yeah, although I remember before this season, you were saying I don't know if D'Angelo Russell has it in him to be an all star yeah, and stuff but like that. Yeah, it was just because two K would always put him as an all star. Yeah, you're I'm like upset about that. Yeah, I'm like two K knew what they're talking about. Yeah, they somehow do. Like they know Thomas <laughs> Bryant was supposed to be a good yeah, player. Yeah, that too. I'm like, what? So maybe it is a realistic game. I'm convinced that you could put in any def- rim running center in the NBA and they'd be a solid backup point guard. You just pluck a guy out of the G League, they'd be fine. Probably. I'm convinced. <laughs> Probably. I've seen Ken Birch and how good he's been for the Magic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we didn't have the designer. Six man of the year. I forgot oh, to yeah. put that Oh, yeah. Award. I yeah. was like, I'm forgetting something. Yeah, something was it's, missing. And then it's we, Lou Williams. Yeah, Lou Williams. Now, <laughs> Although, okay, we we have a good amount of candidates, though. Yeah, there year. are a lot of candidates. Got yeah. guy, yeah, Sabonis in there. Definitely. Montrez Harrell. Uh-huh. And then before Derrick Rose had, had surgery, he was definitely in, in the running. And... Not, he didn't play enough games, though. No. Uh, but when he was healthy, he was averaging like 18 off the bench. Mm-hmm. I'm like, he definitely deserved it. Dennis Schroeder with the Thunder. Yeah, he's had a too, fantastic year. Uh, There's a, a certain four-letter organization that did a poll amongst the writers, and uh, Terrence Ross got zero votes for sixth man of the year. Okay. <laughs> I just want to say that in games where Terrence Ross has a positive plus-minus, the Magic are 37-7. and seven. And currently sit at 41 and 40. And multiple times this season, he has shot this team back into games and into wins. And the Magic would not be where they are without him coming off the bench. Another thing about Terrence Ross, he has the most three-pointers ever made by someone who has not started a game for their team in NBA history. Yeah, I think he, he has over 200 right now. And if by some miracle he were to make, I think, seven threes tonight... He would surpass Wayne Ellington's record from last year for bench players for most three-pointers made in this season. Wayne Ellington started a few games last year, so he didn't qualify for not starting a single game. Mm. But if he were to do that, he would become the highest three-point total off the bench in history. Yeah. That would be insane. It really is insane watching him every yeah. night when he's not the human ice cube and is the human that, that, That's the thing with, with Terrence Ross. It's just he can be so some, cold at some point. Sometimes he can, and I only let him shoot because I've seen him or he's had first three quarters, can't buy a bucket, and all of a sudden fourth quarter starts, Drano right there. Yeah. That's insane. Like against the Celtics, he went on an 11-0 run by himself and had nine points in the last two minutes of the third quarter or start of the fourth. And he does he does close out games for you guys. Yes, he does so. close out games for us too as well because Isaac isn't offensively gifted enough to do that yet. Yeah. Uh, and then coach of the year is just kind of like it. It was odd last year. It was already like yeah, really it was Dwayne weird. Casey yeah. who won it last year, but by that point he'd already been fired by the Raptors because he could consistently not get anywhere past the 
LeBron-led Cavs, and then yeah. he ended up leaving. So it's kind of like, well, maybe we should have given him one more shot. Yeah. Um, but Nick Nurse is doing a good job there anyway, but, so I mean, he could the, be up for Coach of the Year. Well, yeah, but the Raptors could also lose in the yeah. first round this year. Yeah, <laughs> but voting just, takes place before the season ends. Yeah, but um, I, I want to, like, I don't want to give it to Boonholzer, I mean, because it's just the fact that Giannis is, su- is just uh, such a great, such a great player, and I do think Boonholzer and his new offensive system and defensive system has definitely helped the Bucks, mm-hmm. obviously. But you look at guys like Eric Bledsoe, who I think has had a very underrated season, and yeah. Chris Middleton. I think you could argue that Bledsoe should have been an All Star over Middleton. Actually, you could argue that, but I was gonna give it to Middleton no matter yeah. what. Middleton um, should have been an All Star last year instead of this year. Yeah, right, in my opinion. Yeah, um, but. I want to. I'm gonna say it's gonna be between Nate McMillan and Doc Rivers. Um, I know both those both of those teams. They're not really in a top seed, but the Pacers and the Clippers both have not had their star players for mm-hmm. a good amount of, amount of season. For sure. Old Depot went out with injury, and uh, the Clippers tr- traded Tobias Harris. So they they don't have an All Star on the roster, and now Tobias Harris wasn't an All Star, but. They don't have an all star on their on their roster at the moment, yeah. and yet they're still playing, like they're still playing great. And the, the Pacers are going to be the fifth seed, um, and the Clippers they're still trying to figure out the seeding there. But they, I think, b- both those coaches have done a great job in keeping the that, the, the team together, um, even when they traded either trade or, or their best player just kind of had a didn't didn't play. Yeah, them. and it's just like I have to give credit to those two coaches. Um, obviously, you can be like, "Oh, what about Mike Malone?" Well, I think we kind of knew the Nuggets were going to be—they're going to be a lot better this yeah. year because they only missed out in the playoffs last year yeah. on an overtime loss to the Timberwolves. Yeah. Oh, breaking news from the score though: Paul George out tonight for uh, no reason so far. Yeah. Um, the Bucks are also resting Giannis and Brook Lopez yeah, for obvious reasons because yeah. I mean they've they they got the the number one overall seed for the playoffs. But uh, Thunder, it says Westbrook's playing at the moment, but uh, they're it looks like they're just kind of resting Paul George because they think they're probably going to win this game. Um, Where are they playing? The, the Bucks. Yeah. Oh, oh, so they're both. That's why you mentioned Giannis. Yeah, okay. that, that's why I mentioned that. Um, and also the Bucks have Snell, Miritich, Gasol, Brogdon, and Divincenzo out. Um, so I think for the Thunders, it's just basically just saying, yeah, I think we're going to win this game because we have Westbrook playing. They need to win this game, in my opinion, because if the if the Spurs and the Clippers win both their games, then I think the Thunders fall to the eighth spot. So, and that's not good. They don't want to play the Warriors first no. round. So it would be an entertaining series for the fans. Yeah, but I ra- I rather see the Thunder play the Warriors later. Yeah, uh, but like conference finals or semifinals. Yeah, uh, which I think they can do, but. Uh, Thunder, that I think they have to win this game to get the sixth seed, and then we'll get a rematch of what happened last night of probably Rockets versus Thunder. Mm-hmm. And that'll be a great series starting yeah. out. Um, and we'll see about that. And I don't know if we really want to talk about any of the playoff previews. Do you want to do any of that? We can do that at a later date, I yeah. guess. Uh, we could talk about the first and only one we know is the Celtics versus Pacers, I guess. Just uh, I don't really have a huge opinion on that yeah, series. I, I'm just like, I feel like it's either going to be really exciting because the Celtics are a train wreck, so they'll probably play down to the Pistons a little bit. Pacers. Or, yeah, Pacers, my bad. They're both <laughs> P teams in the Midwest division. <laughs> Very true. And also kind of close to each other. Or the Pacers will continue playing well and will play up to the Celtics because 
they have talented pieces on their team and a good coach. I think with the Pacers right now, like, because I think everyone's picking the Celtics to win the series, but I think that's what the Pacers want. Yeah, I think they Pacers actually want, definitely want that. They want everyone to be like, all right, yeah, Pacers are done. But we thought that all season. Once Oladipo went down, we're just like, all right, they're done. Yeah. Well, I think the Pacers are going to be like, all right, cool. Just keep doubting us. We're just yeah. going to keep showing up in your face. Mm-hmm. Be like, hey, we're still here. Remember yeah. when you doubted us? We're still here. Yeah. And the Celtics all season have been like, all right, they're going to flip that switch and they're going to yeah. look like they did last year and they keep not doing it. Yeah. I mean, this is so Kyrie's maybe, time, though. So maybe the playoffs will be that yeah. spark, but we've. Said that the entire season after other big games and stuff like yeah. that where they lost. So. Uh, this is Kyrie's time, so maybe this is when Kyrie's yeah. like, yeah, we're going to be... Maybe they're just bored of the regular season. Maybe. For no reason, because they don't have yeah. a real reason to like the Warriors do. Right. Um, so that's like the only thing we can really talk about. Any bold predictions you want to say for just any, in general? Magic pushes series to six games. Okay. And you, you already say you don't want, you can't get the eight seed though. For the, I do not yeah. want the eight seed. I used to want the eight seed because I wanted to go see the Magic in Milwaukee. However, <laughs> here's the big news I was texted you about that I didn't tell you. Oh, okay. I will be in Orlando next week. Oh yeah. For one of games three or four. Woohoo! So shout out to my grandparents for. Paying for a trip. Thank yeah, you so yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. I love you guys. So I will be down there for one of those games. Awesome. Hopefully game three, because I want to be at the first Magic game in the playoffs since 2012. But I don't know how realistic that is with flights and stuff like that in school. So I have a good time, hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully we're not playing the Bucks because I could just as easily go up 90 <laughs> minutes and yeah. see them there instead of... Flying like two hours, two and a half hours down to Florida and having to stay there and pay a bunch of money. Well, right. not me, but make my grandparents pay a bunch of money. Yeah. So, yeah. Magic finished out the season strong. 21 to 9. We were 11 games under 500 at one point. Came back. I'm really proud of this team. And I, I was surprised that I did not cry tears of joy when they made the playoffs. But I was very happy. That game against the Celtics where he clinched encapsulated our entire season you didn't even tweet for a while i was waiting for a tweet from you i was about to send you something i was just i was just really excited and, uh, and retweeting everybody uh, else that had said stuff I, I was like i was like all right did david tweet yet and like i look at your profile i'm like oh he hasn't tweeted anything yet. No, I, was I, was, to, I was about to send you something like hey congratulations i was, I was then, really excited you, you didn't you didn't say anything i'm like oh okay maybe i should just like let him I was, <laughs> I was celebrating i was too busy to be on twitter so yeah, and I will say I think Charlotte's going to make the playoffs, but we'll see. I don't know. Yeah, but in that game where he clinched, went down by double digits, classic magic. Yep. Came back and went up by double digits and then blew that lead, classic magic. Yeah. And then Terrence Ross ended up leading the team and scoring off the bench, classic magic. <laughs> Along with Vooch scoring like 19 points in the first half and then scoring six points the rest of the game. Classic magic. Yep. Then Isaac actually, uh, he got whacked in the face and will not be playing tonight with concussion symptoms. So hopefully he's back for game one on, mm. I assume, Saturday or Sunday. Okay. So. So. Yeah. Uh, and we have Markel Fultz. That happened since our last episode, too. Yeah. We traded uh, Jonathan Simmons, a first rounder that the Sixers had already owned previously, and 
the Cavs' second rounder this year to them for Markel Fultz. And he's back in Orlando now, spending mm-hmm. time with the team and rehabbing there instead of in L.A. Nice. So I assume that means progress. Hopefully. <laughs> I don't know. So, well, yeah. Uh, Future's bright in Orlando. Yeah. Figuratively um, and literally. Uh just for me, any just for playoff predictions, I'm just gonna I'm just saying this right now. We'll probably talk about this later. I don't trust the Denver Nuggets. I think they're losing first round. Yeah, you've been saying that yeah, all year. I've been saying it since basically All Star break. Um, and I know Denver's had a fantastic year, but their road record is 500. They've lost I think only eight games at home, and I think it's gonna change in the playoffs. I think if they face the Jazz at all in the playoffs, I think they're not gonna win a single game. <laughs> <laughs> that showed last night. Diamond Mitchell scored 46 on their terrible defense. So, And it kind of showed with the Rockets series between the Jazz, or not the Rockets, Thunder series between the Jazz and them last year, where the Thunder just couldn't do anything on offense because of the Jazz's defense. Yeah. And that was even before Mitchell was better. Yeah. So I, I'm just like... I think the Thunder, I think they're better this year, the Thunder are, just because there's no mellow to worry about. And now you got Dennis Schroeder off the bench. But uh, the Nuggets, though, I don't know who they're going to face. It looks like it's going to be the Spurs. And I'm going to trust a Greg Popovich team yeah. over a young Denver Nuggets team who hasn't, made, who hasn't even had playoff yeah, experience at all. No. And the Spurs are just, they're just there. People thought the Spurs aren't going to make the playoffs this year. I'm like, y'all are insane. They made it last year without Kawhi Leonard. They're making. Until they don't make the playoffs, do not ever count the Spurs out of the playoffs. Yeah, and I think the Spurs can slow down the Nuggets and they start playing through the post as it happens a lot in the playoffs. And then it's going to be post up Aldridge all day yeah. and, you know, the Spurs and their ball movement. So if it's not going to be the Spurs, it could be the Thunder, which I'm picking the Thunder due to the fact they have two superstars and the Nuggets have one. And then the Clippers, they just keep surprising me. Um, and their defense is also really good. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to choose the bottom-tiered teams over the Nuggets, whoever they face. So that's just my bold prediction for the playoffs. Yeah, I don't have anything that's bold. Yeah, well, you, you your magic. Other than the magic, going six, six games. I agree with you if it's going to be the Sixers. Not winning in six, just yeah. forcing it to a game six. If you face the Sixers, I agree with you, but... We'll see about that. If we had home court advantage by some miracle, I would argue winning a playoff series because we have a really good home record and uh, a kind of eh, road record. Well, I mean, then but, it would have just been that you were but, a much better team this season in yeah, general. Yeah, but we would have just been a better team in general this season. If you have home court advantage, you're predicted to win the series anyway. Yeah. So maybe next year. Got to re Vooch, maybe? I don't know what we're doing with him, man. Because if we let him walk, our offense is going to be dead, but we can't really keep him for that long because then Bamba can't develop. <laughs> it's a good problem to have. Don't get me wrong. But yeah, until one person starts complaining about playing time. <laughs> yeah. That's where issues start. Yeah. I was skeptical of the Steve Clifford hiring at first, but I really like it now. Oh, yeah. Defense has been great. Number one since February 1st. And you're going to need that in the playoffs. Yes. Now, I will say... You're most likely to be playing the Raptors first yeah. round. They I always s- lose their first game. I want to see the Sixers, though. Yeah. I want to boo Ben Simmons into oblivion. <laughs> he hates lefties. Um, it's but- not because he's lefty. It's because he doesn't do anything other than drive to the basket, and he doesn't know which hand he shoots with. 
Watch him shoot layups. They're all righty. They're all righty. But as soon as he takes a free throw or any other shot, lefty. Yeah. That's why you can't shoot, because you don't consistently shoot with the same hand. Uh, if you face the Raptors, I think you're, you're, I mean, you're going to win the first game. It's just how it is. The Raptors yeah. always drop the first game no matter what. I don't know why. It's just yeah. how it is. So you could potentially push six games. Yeah. I'm, I'm just concerned because our latest game they played against them, they absolutely blew us out with the fully healthy roster that had Marcus All on it and Kawhi playing. But first time we played them this year, lost on Danny Green game winner, and then yeah. the two middle games that we won were both blowouts. So I have no idea what to expect. I from think because Kawhi has been resting during he throughout rests, the season. He played three of the four games. The yeah, one, inter, the one, in, the third one that we played was in Toronto. We blew them out. Um, I'm just saying, though, because Kawhi's been resting throughout the season, that I think he's going to be good to go yeah. immediately coming right out of the gate for the playoffs. Um, but, I mean, like we said, though, the Raptors, they just somehow lose the first game. Yeah, that I, I don't really know what's going to happen in the Eastern Conference playoffs at all. I think any of the top four teams can make it to the finals if everything goes right for them. For them. It just I'm obviously choosing the Bucks right now, mm-hmm. but... Because there's so many question marks between not just the Bucks for all the teams that I don't know who's coming out of the East. I have a difficult time choosing who's going to be the Eastern Conference Finals at this moment. Yeah, I'm just the only thing. My only concern with the Bucks is just their playoff experience because a lot of those guys on the team have experience in the playoffs, but not a lot of deep playoff experience. Right. And I'm worried about Giannis's jump shot. I don't know how much is going to come to play. That too. So that's going to be a humongous question, in my opinion. The Raptors, like we've said, though, they just continue to just not show up in the playoffs. I know they have Kawhi, but it's kind of... Like, and they are a completely different team this season they than they are, have been in years past. But it, we always thought, though, like, hey, this is the year they're going to yeah, finally every work like, it out. This is it, this is it, this is it. And then they almost did it against the Cavs in 2016? Yeah. I yeah, think. 2016 was when they had Biombo. Yeah, but don't get me started on Bisbet. <laughs> yeah, the Philly they don't have a bench, so that's a, already a big question. But I think that's kind of like in the almost a good thing that like their starting lineups can be so good and like they're gonna have to just play so much. Well, I, I'm just saying that like any all the coaches that they shorten the rotation yeah, in the playoffs no, anyway. So especially the Sixers though, I think they can pull Warriors and just they gotta just stagger the minutes of the stars. If they yeah. do that, I think they're gonna be good. Um, and I, I think because the fact that they have Embiid, Embiid, there's no one like Embiid in the East. No. So I know the only person I think can actually kind of guard him is Giannis, if we're going to be real. so Yeah, in the East, yeah. Yeah. And so I think Embiid's going to be humongous in the playoffs this year. Uh, and then the Celtics, I just if they could just figure it out, <laughs> which we don't know. If they can figure it out, I would honestly have them as favorites, but... Yeah. I don't see them figuring it out. And I can't put Pacers anywhere no, in that. Especially not without Oladipo. Yeah, unfortunately. So, But it's just those, it's those four teams, but pick your so pick Kevin your Durant team. should go to the Pacers. They have space for a max free agent. That's true. And then you play alongside Oladipo. Not yeah. bad. Yeah. That'd be a good duo. They got to make a decision, though. Miles Turner or Domas Sabonis? Domas. I'm picking Domas at the moment. But they just paid Turner a good amount of money. I know. I don't know. It's they got they got some things to work out before they can really start taking it yeah. to the next level. But this podcast is dying down. <laughs> yeah, we kind of ran out of stuff to talk about. Yeah. But uh, I guess recap the last few months. 
Paul George put himself in the MVP conversation, then fell out again with an injury yeah. and a slump. Uh, Mark Gasol is not on the Grizzlies anymore. He got traded to the Raptors. Uh, Blake Griffin's still good. Um, Lakers are not in the playoffs. Yeah, Lakers are not anywhere in, near the playoff picture. Brooklyn made the playoffs for the first time since 2015. Magic made it first time since 2012. Magic traded for Markel Fultz. Um, Bulls got Otto Porter in a trade for Jabari Parker and Bobby Portis. Yep. Um, Nick Stauskas changed teams like four times within a day oh, yeah, at was, the trade deadline. That was insane. I think he settled with the Cavs. I don't know who he settled with. I don't know. He got traded to like the Pacers, the Rockets, and then the Cavs. Yeah. And then Wade Baldwin yeah, was also Wade another. Wade Baldwin was part of the package with yeah. him. <laughs> he just got thrown around too. Yeah. I don't know how that works out because there's always that rule. It's like, yeah, you can't trade players once they just got traded. But then it's like if you do the one-for-one one type of deal or whatever, it's like you can do it. I don't know. It, it was just like, well, all right, I guess that rule doesn't apply to them. They just, They're special. Yeah, they just got thrown around that day. Uh, yeah. And I, I, I think the, once the All-Star break happened, it was just like kind of the NBA is just kind of coasting right now. Yeah. Nothing really was happening. No. It was kind of hard for me to watch some games. I was like, yeah, I kind of know who's going to win tonight, though. Yeah. It'll be... Uh, I think the playoffs will definitely be the change to that. Although tonight, it'll be nice to finally not be stressed out watching a Magic game for the first time in <laughs> at least two years. Yeah. Because uh, last year, I was rooting for the team to tank and lose some games to improve our draft positioning. So stressful trying to hope that we lose. Then up until Sunday night... Every single night, it's come on, please win, please win. No, Forney, what are you doing? <laughs> Although he's actually kind of he's actually kind of got it turned around since the All Star break, honestly. So that's that's a sign in the right direction. But I can just sit back easy and know my magic in the playoffs. Yeah. And today is also the last last games for Dirk and Wade. They're finally going out and in moving the on. Days of glory. Yeah. So. A lot happened in just one night, though. That's like that's the weird thing. Yeah. Just a lot happened in one night, and all of a sudden, it's like, "Hey, guys, the playoffs are around the corner. Yeah, get ready." Last night deserves a spot in the Hall of Fame. Oh yeah, I mean, just <laughs> Magic Johnson decided to resign. You got Wade and, and Dirk going for thirty. Paul George hit a game-winning shot against the Rockets and a comeback win. The Jokic fouled out in sixty minutes. I still can't get over that. That that was so bad. Yeah, and Donovan Mitchell destroyed the Nuggets. It was just, just easy. All right, so we're approaching an hour and a half here. I think that'll wrap this episode of the NBA News Podcast up. I'm David Bernauer. You can follow me on Twitter at David of Bernauer. Alongside me is Duncan White. You can follow him on Twitter at Duncan underscore White 14. Um, you can follow this podcast on Twitter also at the underscore NBA News Pod. And for more daily NBA news, head on over to Instagram at the underscore NBA news. I hope you have an awesome day and that your team is in the playoffs because chances are that they are because more than half the league makes the playoffs. Have a good day.